up Maximilfs and Predaclowns, you're listening to Prime Cuts, a non-linear history of the Transformers franchise on television. I'm one of your hosts, Audrey. I'm your other host, Nero. And we finished Beast Wars forever today. Well, for now. No, that definitely is the end. <laughs> Maybe. Who knows? Who can say? Who can say <laughs> what is the end and what isn't, you know? Not, not the writers, for sure. <laughs> Uh, so we watched three episodes this week. It's technically, the three-part finale. Two, only two of them have parts on them, but they're all they're all interconnected. Yes. Before the storm uh, ends with the next time on, so that means it is it is in fact part one of three. Yeah, they do like the previously on for each of them, so that's how you know that it's a multi-parter. That's right. Um. But yeah, the first one is Before the Storm, which is pretty appropriately named. Um, there's a shiny coin, and it's going to be everyone's problem. Do you remember from the very first episode, this whole thing, this whole thing, this whole dang beast war started because the Predacons stole a golden disc from Cybertron. Well, this is a different one. It looks very similar. But it's not the same one. What is, like, great about this is that, like, it very quickly becomes obvious that, like, they all know that it's aliens. Like, literally within the first 20 seconds, Megatron's, like, catching a signal. And the computer's like, yeah, it's not a maximal signal, it's an alien signal. And so, we know that we're dealing with aliens now. But, like, what's really funny about it is, like, the idea that... It's like aliens are here and they're fucking pissed. Yeah, they are uh they are they are not happy with how things have uh have have panned out. But we'll get to more of that later. For now, Inferno is uh charged with getting this disc off of this big rotating plinth of rock. He does pretty well with it. Um he we almost do get dies, a but it's fine. It's fine for the colony and for the queen. Mm-hmm. We do we do learn that uh, Inferno refers to Megatron as his queen, which is great. Yes, yeah, because so yeah, he always refers to Megatron as the royalty, but in person, and this is the first time we actually see Inferno calling uh, Megatron, "Yes, my queen." <laughs> and Megatron's like, "I wish you wouldn't call me that." <laughs> he will continue to do so, Megatron. This is, sorry, this is the price of having crazy on your team. Yeah, he's really strong, and he's really loyal, but he is going to say yes, queen. Yes, queen. Happy Pride Month, Megatron. (laughs) So, uh, he has this golden disc now, and immediately he is like, as soon as this thing, like, nature is, is fully revealed... He starts going into scheme mode because he he sends a uh, he sends a little a little bot out to track Optimus Primal, who of course is is en route to to this big glowing mountain 
that uh, Tigatron also observed and kind of stops him in mid-flight and is like, hey, I need to talk to you about something. And Optimus is like, oh, sure, yeah, what the fuck ever, you want to talk about something. I want to I wanna say, like, a couple of the lines in this scene verbatim because Optimus has a few bangers. Yes, he does. Um, so, first off, like, as soon as Optimus... Um, sees Megatron on this, like, floating drone screen. Um, He goes, I'd say I was pleased to see you, but my truth circuits would overload. (laughs) (laughs) Which is so good. Um, Eventually they talk, and, like, Megatron's like, uh, but but not, like, that much, because Megatron's like, we can't talk here. And Optimus is like, what? <laughs> um, and Megatron's like, yeah, no, you need to meet me at this location alone. I will also come alone. And Optimus is like, do you think I'm stupid? <laughs> um, and, and Megatron is basically like, literally, no, I think you're a maximal. Uh-huh. Um, but most importantly in this, like, like, Optimus is like, why on earth would I possibly meet you alone? Like, why do you think I would do that? And Megatron says, because what I want to discuss with you is a truth. Dun, dun, dun. And you can see for a second, Optimus, like, immediately is like, ooh, truce, awesome. But then he's like, hold up, wait a minute. And basically says verbatim, um, when Predacons say they want a truce, they're just reloading their weapons. That's a great line. And Megatron's response to this is, I mean, yeah, normally, but not this time. (laughs) Yeah, Megatron just straight up tells him, like, look, I have other shit going on. I literally don't care about you anymore. Like, I can't deal with you. I've got way bigger things to worry about. So how about we call this this truce? Um, And Optimus remains pretty skeptical, but, like, he can't exactly turn this down. He's Optimus Primal. Yeah, as as Megatron said, he's a maximal. Um, this is brought back to the base by op- the maximal base by Optimus, um, and immediately torn to logical shreds by Dinobot, who is furious <laughs> that he yeah. has agreed to this. Rattrap and Dinobot are both just like, "What the fuck? <laughs> what have you done?" Um, but Optimus is very quick to say, "Look, hey, listen." Just because I, I I signed the truce doesn't mean we're not going to still fuck with Megatron. Like, I'm not stupid. I, I'm so fascinated by the definition of truce. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Here, Here in this episode. The definition of truce, according to the Beast Wars episodes Before the Storm and Other Voices Part 1, is as long as you don't shoot each other with guns... Or stab each other with swords, it's fine. It's literally, even the stabbing each other with swords part could probably get away with, given some of the other melee uh, fighting that goes on here. Uh, It's just a literal ceasefire. You can fight using Looney Tunes style shenanigans and antics. Uh, you can punch people, you can kick them in the nuts, but you cannot shoot them. You can do, like, corporate espionage. But you can't shoot them. Yeah. So the plan, the plan, Optimus has a great plan. Optimus says, I have a fucking fantastic plan. We're gonna send Rattrap in to sneak through the Predacon base completely unarmed. 
And Rattrap is just like, I hate you. I hate all of you. Yeah, Rattrap once again is like, who is we in this situation exactly? <laughs> yeah. Um, meanwhile, on the dark side, Tarantulas is once again up to his bullshit. Um, Tar- Tarantulas is taking fuck you, I quit to new levels in these yeah. episodes. So he has crafted a voice modulator, which will make him sound like Megatron to allow him to do like some voice override stuff and grab a transwarp cell from the fucking engine room. Now, I will say this is Megatron has his moments of both intelligence and idiocy in this episode. Um, uh, no, or sorry, in this series in general, um, these three episodes together are him probably at his smartest. He is he is the fucking chess master in these episodes. Yeah, um, everything is going to Keikaku for him. Oh yeah, and Waspmater catches Tarantulas in the middle of stealing this uh, this fucking power cell, this transwarp cell, and Tarantulas literally tosses a smoke bomb on the ground, teleports behind him, and says, "Nothing personnel, kid." Yeah, well, actually, what he 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 says he actually says needs to be said here because it's very funny because Waspinator is like Waspinator catch spider spider will explain and Tarantulas is like the answer is simple I'm leaving and then he kicks Waspinator against the console pulls out a a bundle of dynamite, dynamite and just blows Waspinator literally to pieces oh. Waspinator will cut my wa- will be cut my wasp into pieces. This is my last resort for the remainder of this episode and for most of the next one. He doesn't um, have a good time in these episodes. No, <laughs> I mean he rarely has a good time. Yeah, in the but episode. even for Waspinator, these ones were pretty bad. Um, so Megatron sees all this, but instead of being like, "Oh my God, Tarantulas is doing this," but he's like, "Ooh." Tarantulas is doing some shit. Let's let him cook. Let's see where he's I wanna, going with this. I, I want to color this picture a little bit because what Megatron is doing is just absolutely insane. So oh. he's like sitting in his control chair, like for most of these episodes. It's just him like in the control chair looking at screens and being a little like, you know, maniacal, conniving chess master. But in this particular shot, he is petting his Tyrannosaurus. Yes. Head? Okay. Like there, a cat. There's a <laughs> like, lot of... I have a lot of questions, though. So I forgot to mention, the opening of this episode is Megatron is woken up from a nap by the alert about the alien energy uh, readings, and his dinosaur head is awake and, like, looking around. Later, uh, when Rattrap and, and Airazor get caught, um, he's brushing his dinosaur head's teeth. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and he like doesn't even put the toothbrush away. He's like no. not ashamed about it. He's like uh by the way, if you are wondering, you uh the the masterpiece Beast Wars Megatron does come with a toothbrush accessory. Great. Fantastic. Um it also yeah. has removable kibbles so you can recreate the bit uh even later on where he's in the hot tub and he's like naked and and missing most of his armor. God. Um so, yeah, I find this to be the most interesting thing, though, petting his own hand like a cat. Maybe it's kind of like a well, giraffe rig situation. Th- it's like, um, 
he's in full bond villain mode in this episode so they needed yeah. to give him something to pet so they just made his head his dinosaur head like semi-autonomous i mean honestly it is a great visual gag yes it's fantastic i think this will be continue continue to be true until he no longer has no every single form of beast wars megatron has some kind of head on his arm i think i'm thinking about it i'm pretty sure that's true um but yeah so megatron's like i'm gonna let Tar- i'm gonna let tarantulas cook i'm gonna see what, what what he's gonna do um but he's not gonna leave tarantulas to his own devices no 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 he's gonna pair him up with the other like sneaky spider so okay so he calls a black arachnia who is in the middle of doing something with a frog I don't As know. As always, what. don't worry about it. I don't know what the fuck. Like it's it's hanging from a, a web and s- rotating slowly, and Black Arachne looks kind of embarrassed that Megatron called her in the middle of this. I don't know what the hell was going on there, but you know, listen, I mean, it sh- like Shibari is like the least weird kink any spider in the show has. These spiders ain't right. Something's something's going on here. Um. But yeah, as I said, they uh, Airazor flies Rat Trap in, and uh, and it, like gets fired on by the auto cannons from the dark side, and kind of she uh, she calls Megatron to be like a, make a big show of like what the fuck, man? What about the truce? Why are why are your perimeter cannons still online? Yeah, so she's carrying Rat Trap in her claws. This is the beginning of what will be a lot of uh. <laughs> of Rat Trap being a Debbie Downer for the next <laughs> few episodes, <laughs> and Air Razor being like, for the love of God, a, like a, a, a smidge of positivity. I'm begging you, sir. Um. Uh. So specifically, as they get shot down, there's like, <laughs> there's so many things that uh that get said here, but um, it, Rat Trap's. Like, oh, we're gonna die. This sucks. I hate this. And Air Razor's like, could you, like, relax and maybe stop complaining? And Rat Trap responds with, what's the use of dying if you can't enjoy it? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but yeah, Megatron responds to it, like, Air Razor's hail and is like, oh, I'm so sorry, Air Razor. You're so right. I'm sure you're just doing a routine patrol. That's my fault. Let me take the defenses offline. My apologies, madam. How could I ever make this up to you? And then he like, takes the thing offline and she's like, that's better. And he's like, great. Now get out of my house. <laughs> and take your filthy fucking rat with you. <laughs> Yeah, so, like, their entire plan was to have, like, Air Razor be the distraction, and then hopefully, like, hope Megatron didn't see her carrying a man-sized rat? <laughs> I'm not sure what their plan was on that one. Um, but then, but, of course, we learn yes. that wasn't their plan at all, because yes. they uh, they returned to the Axelon. And I like this bit where, where they're like, yeah, we fucking, uh, they, they caught us and we had to leave. And was like, so you failed? Before we get to the actual thing, I, I do want to say one other line there when they're like talking about it and where Rat Traps immediately dates these episodes uh, by going, yeah, it was real uh, unfriendly. I'd hate to be selling encyclopedias door to door around there. 
God. So bad. I forgot about that. But yeah, they're all like, so you failed, right? And they're all winking really aggressively at each other. Because... Guess who's slipping into the dark side? It's Tigatron. Get Tigatron, dipshits. The real infiltrator. Whoa, Tigatron, be upon ye. Um, then we, we cut back to Tarantulas doing his shit, and uh, Black Arachne confronts him by throwing Waspinator's still-living disembodied head at him. I mean, uh, Waspinator's not dead, but he's not particularly functioning until he gets mm. put back together. No, he can't really do anything other than moan. <laughs> so, you know, obviously, Black Rackney's like, you better cut me out of this deal. Whatever you're doing, Tarantulas, I want in. And as I mentioned before, uh, Megatron is watching all of this from the hot tub, and he's like, ooh, spicy. What's really funny about it, like, from this point is that like black arachne is trying her whole like seduction shit again with tarantulas and again like remember that tarantulas basically made her as a mail order girlfriend like that was the yeah right like that was because it just it just doesn't work anymore right because like black arachne is trying this and tarantulas is like god damn it woman i don't have time for this Later, later in um, Other Voices Part 2, she's like, ooh, it's gonna be a tight squeeze. How romantic. She's like, go away. Stop talking to me. <laughs> it's so good. They spit their speed running divorce. <laughs> they- <laughs> It's like it's like that uh, interview where Aubrey Plaza said that she and Michael yeah. Sarah wanted to get married at 20 and immediately get divorced because so they could be each other's exes. Yeah. Yeah. Powerful. Um, so Megatron starts, you know, programming in some sneaky stuff remotely using a voice override. Um, also sneaking and we got, programming uh, stuff is Tigatron. We need to talk, we, get, we need yeah. to talk about the insane fucking security system on the dark side. This, this is, <laughs> what we get here is a sequence of bad CGI in bad CGI. So, as bare bones as the animation is in, um, in Beast Wars, to, like, create the mindscape for viewers of what the security systems look like as Tigatron hacks into it, they basically just shed everything down to, like, the wire polygon frames. It's such an incredible decision. So... Tigatron fucking jacks into the mainframe. He's got to get online. Um, and he's in the he's in the fucking lawnmower man here. He has to like so first. There's like a, a Predacon sigil that you have to turn around and like press a certain sequence of buttons, and then you literally zoom through the wires like you're Superman. I will I will say that in many ways this scene was decades be- before its time, um, pretty accurately predicting what Metaverse would look like. <laughs> then, th- this is the most insane one to me, the, the, the Megatron head puzzle, yeah. where he has to unscramble Megatron's head like it's a Rubik's Cube. <laughs> it's goofy. It's some Professor Layden ass shit. Yeah, and even it's Tigatron's like, face when it, once he gets to that point, he's just like, "What the f- what the fuck is this?" I I like basically imagine it's like Luke Tigatron. How would you like put put this man's face together? 
But eventually, you know, he solves all of the fucking Riddle Master's puzzles so he can log into the computer. Um, and he gets hey. all the data about this golden disc. So we've been talking about a lot of Predacons, but you know who we haven't really talked about this episode so far? Pterosaur. I like that when, uh, when Tigatron is, like, sneaking around, you can see Pterosaur in the background walking the halls, but not in robot mode like a normal motherfucker. He's, like, hopping around in Pterosaur mode for some reason. <laughs> He likes to feel big. He likes to be tall. Yeah. So yeah, there's also a line that I really like where where Tigatron's like a black ship uh, is no place for a white tiger because like yeah, you're gonna stand out really bad in here, man. Um. So Pterosaur, yeah, basically confronts him and is like, "Got you now." And Tigatron's like, Haha, "Do you? You can't shoot me because we have a truce." And it's like, I don't know that you get to claim that at this point, my guy. Like, you're doing a B and E. Yeah, I think that there's a level of, uh, of like, um, what, what do you what what you call it? Something something deniability. The words escape me. Plausible. Yeah, it's so. This is no longer this. Is not, you cannot plausibly deny this. Uh, you you have you are hacking into their computers. Which, um, by the way, speaking of, before we get to ter- the big, the big action sequence, we we cut to um, Megatron monologuing to Inferno in his like throne room next to the fucking golden disc suspended in its uh, in its little in its little case or whatever, and he's like, I cannot believe how fucking pathetic my ambitions were when I came here, like getting all the energon and conquering cybertron what fucking baby shit my eyes are open now to what i can truly do he doesn't say what that that is yet so you know he's got something cooking it's normal let him cook let him cook i'm sure whatever his plan is it's not bug fuck crazy and won't have horrific consequences he just has a funny golden disc now anyway this is where the loot (laughs) This is yeah. where the Looney Tunes episode starts. So, so Pterosaur is the first one to find um, Tigatron, but like Megatron himself is not far behind because, again, he's watching all of this happen from his stupid little chair. Um, and <laughs> Megatron's like, get him, idiots. Like, he's breaking and entering, get him. And they're like, well... We can't shoot him, though. And Megatron's like, then figure out something else. And, like, this basically turns into the aggressive complimenting scene from Sorry to Bother You. Yep. <laughs> um. So all of the other Maximals are, are waiting outside in position. And they, like I said, they all defeat the various Predacons with Looney Tunes-style shenanigans. Um, the <laughs> fucking... Um, Cheetor and 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 Rattrap f- make Pterosaur run into a big rectangle of sheet metal, causing his beak to get stuck. Um, Infer- Inferno I- is is flying around trying to kill Airazor, and Optimus just flies up and plucks some wires out of his butt booster, which causes him to plummet to the ground. Um, Dinobot. <laughs> Dinobot's is, great. Yeah, Dinobot's this is the most great. powerful one. Because 
like tarantulas and um black arachnia are like moving together and like their dinobot like sets up an obvious trap which they're able to avoid but they step right into the actual trap he double bamboozles them because he knows like ah they're gonna see they're gonna they're smart they aren't like those other idiots These, these two actually have a brain cell between them so they're gonna notice if there's a trap yeah, so I'm going to double trap. Just one brain cell, but it's still there. Can't uh, can't underestimate it. So Tigatron makes it out, and all of the Maximals escape. And Megatron's like, ah, perfect. All according to Keikaku. Yeah, and then Optimus is like, hey, what do you mean by that? That's weird. Yeah, <laughs> um, so uh, in, everyone is back on the Axelon, and there's a big ominous storm on the horizon. And everyone's like, "Okay, what 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 did you uh, what did you see, Tigatron?" And he's like, "Aliens are coming," and not in the sexy way. No, they're not. They're not here uh, for some some sexy diplomacy. Uh, they're really mad at us, and they are probably going to kill everything. So, so let's time. get to the killing. It's yeah. Let's let's get to some uh, let's get to some classic. Like alien abduction and torture in other voices, part one. Things get weird. So hey, um, things get weird. Th- this is where Larry Dottilio. Hey, bud, you made things weird. So other uh, this 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 naming convention, other voices. Um, whenever these aliens show up. Uh, or whenever something you know, whenever they show up or are a big part of the plot, this other blank uh, episode structure, episode naming structure comes up. There, this comes up a few times in, in the in the future. I didn't even notice that. <laughs> yeah, every everything involving these guys uh, directly, anyway, is is other something. So they have arrived. There's a big there's a big thing on the Earth now, um, and Adam's like, well. Fuck. <laughs> I really I really like this um this one where he's like, well, shit, I guess the landlords are coming to visit. Yeah. Yeah, th- th- there is like a lot of um references to their landlords. Um which is very funny. Um and the uh, rat trap and air razor are the nearest guys. So they uh they they get they he's like, "Hey, go check it out." Um continuing from the last episode once again uh <laughs> rat trap has the most pessimistic outlook possible um and he they they get approached to site and rat trap just looks at it and goes oh we're gonna get vaped um and <laughs> again air Razor's like could you be like a little more positive and rat trap's like oh that was being positive i could have said we're gonna get tortured and then vaped he is right. Um, yeah, she does get a little torture, doesn't she? So does Optimus. <laughs> well, yeah. Again, These guys love Optimus to gets weird. People. Oh yes, oh yes. <laughs> the, uh, the I'm I'm trying. They have a name. I don't remember if I've said their name before, but they haven't been named yet. It's not important. It's not like they're secretly humans or whatever. But like, they do have a name. <laughs> I always keep calling them the aliens, though. Um, Waspmater also gets sent out to secure the area. He's he's fresh out of that CR chamber. Um, so oh yeah, we we check back in with the spiders and 
Tarantulas is like scanning for stasis pods that are going to land anytime within the next few hours or whatever. And of course, none of them are. Um, so he's like, fuck, shit, fuck, how am I, how am I going to get out of here? Um, and Black Arachne is like, hey, I know where you can find a stasis pod. Uh, it's in the stasis bay of the Axelon, but you got to let me know what's going on if you want me to get you in there. I'm like, fine, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I will say, like, Black Arachnia plays her gambits pretty well in these episodes. Yeah, she makes one crucial error, which no person should ever make, but that's fine. Uh, but also, who, it wasn't that have, much of an error in the end. If she we look. couldn't have, yeah, she couldn't have foreseen what would happen um, yeah. if you if you plug into Tarantulas's head. Um, <laughs> oh, so, that one, yeah, yeah. No, that's the only misplay she makes. Um, yeah. So yeah, Wasp Mater is, is sent out to to check out the landing site. Um, but Air Razor and Rattrap get there first, and they, you know, first of all, there's a big orb in the ground, and it is like a crystal of stabilized energon. Yeah, they are both like amazed by this. Rattrap in particular sees this, and he goes, "That's stable. Like that can't hurt us. That's like real legit energon." Um, and Air Razor's like, "Cool, I'm gonna go robot mode. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna scan it, and then I'm gonna touch it, and then, oops, uh oh, oops." Uh, welcome to the nutty alien bungalow, in Rattrap's own words. <laughs> so, the, 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 the what they're on is basically this huge, like, circular field of, like, stone with all these weird-looking spires coming out of it, um, with this, with this thing in the middle. And as soon as Airazor touches it, one of the spires blasts her with an energon beam and starts to, like, charge up a big, uh, blast. So Rattrap turns into rat mode and gets uh, fucking yeeted out of the way as, yes, there's a gigantic structure that grows out of it and traps Air Razor inside. Yeah, I mean, he gets blasted out of the way by the giant laser. Yeah, there's like a huge fucking AoE laser that bounces him around. Yeah. Um, um, and yeah, so so like, you know, and Air Razor is at first like, hey... I don't mean you any harm, you know, we're just here to talk. And then the aliens say some shit in their crazy alien language and start, like, torturing her. Yeah, assumably, assume, I assume that what they're saying is bet. Yeah, they're like, oh yeah, you aren't here, you aren't here to hurt us? Cool, you couldn't if you tried. Now check this out. <laughs> You're like, little baby, watch this. <laughs> um, meanwhile, outside, um, Waspinator has arrived. Yeah, um, I, so Ratchet immediately calls Primal, like, hey, hey, boss, uh, some crazy shit just happened. You need to get here immediately. And then Waspinator interrupts him. Uh, and technically, they are still under the truce. Yes, which is why they're not firing at each other, but they do kick the shit out of each other, including Rattrap kneeing Waspinator in the balls, testicles oh. confirmed. He he kicks Waspmaner the nuts so many times here. He he basically deals with him like a, someone would deal with a schoolyard bully. He gives him a fucking robo noogie. Yes, he does. Then, like complete with like massive charge coming out off of it. And he knees him in the dick and and like leaves him like just just completely messes him up. And Waspmaner like limps away. Yeah, he he says, "I think the area is secure enough." It just, like, flies away. Uh, and then uh, Primal arrives, and he's like, God damn it, I can't leave you alone for two fucking seconds. It's not his fault. So, yeah, they're trying to break into this uh, nutty alien bungalow. 
and this cutting laser is not working. This whole this whole entire time, Airazor is being tortured. Eventually, she realizes she transforms into beast mode, uh, so that the energon can't hurt her. Yeah, uh, because it's it's like an en- energon scanner that's being yeah, used to it's like a, it's like a big energon base laser. Because we we kind of learn that these beings can can basically create and manufacture energon at will. Yeah. So right, which is which is. As Megatron arrives with Scorponok and Pterosaur and mm-hmm. uh, Toe explains why this stupid little cutting laser isn't doing shit to the nutty alien bungalow. Because um, he's like, what do you think? Like, you thought that was going to work? You thought that was going to work where they can just generate Energon? Come on now, Primal. Um, so <laughs> Optimus is like, all right, asshole, do you have a better idea? And as <laughs> Megatron is like, in fact, I do. We have organic alt modes. Use those, Scorponok, please. Yeah, so Scorponok hits it with the with his stinger with all, all the little goop in there, and it melts a hole into the side of the structure. And Optimus is immediately like, "Hey, we're going in first. Our buddy is in there. We're gonna get her out of there." And Megatron's like, "Yeah, man, sure, you go ahead. That's cool with me." Yeah, it's like. Megatron's like, if you insist, twist my arm. It's like, ah, jeez, I guess I will let you go into the scary alien domicile uh, first. That's fine with me. I'll, I'll chill out here. Um, uh, once again, Rat Trap is like, sure, boss. It's it's great that you are going to do that and not me. <laughs> and <laughs> Optimus is like, get your ass in here, you stupid rodent. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, oh, I do want to say, yeah, oh, okay. like as they walk in, uh, my favorite part of it is um, Rat Trap starts like chittering. Yes. Like uh, an animal, or like specifically like my cat when he's going, it's it's like cat going. Yeah, um, he's, he's looking at all the weird shit around. He's like, yeah, I'm like, yeah. any of this. They, uh, they find Air Razor, she's unconscious. And uh, Rat Trap starts dragging her away, but Optimus is, insists on like, no, I'm gonna stay, and I'm gonna talk to these beings. I, I uh, want, I want to like hash it out. Well, yeah. So Optimus, Eraser is like begging Optimus not to do this. Yeah. She's like, I just got tortured within like an inch of my life for the love of God, Montasaur. Um, <laughs> like Optimus, don't do that. And he's like, no. Like clearly, these aliens are looking for answers, and we owe it to them based on our treatment of this planet um to talk to <laughs> talk to them and Ratchet's like okay bye and like dragging air razor out and as soon as he's like out of the way optimus goes does like the same shit as air razor and is like i don't mean to hurt you and immediately gets tentacled yeah so uh a bunch of bondage tentacles spread out of the ground and wrap his arms and legs up and hoist him into the air it is um, it is certainly a situation that is that is the note i have for this so that, this is put certainly that beast in a situation a situation <laughs> so meanwhile back on the axelon uh, the spiders are hanging around and black arachnia shows off her little force field disruptor um and so she and Tarantulas kind of slip right through Sentinel's defenses. And earlier, when uh, after after the Maximals had gone inside the uh, the the big dome, 
Megatron mentions that it, he he hopes that Inferno is doing his part of the plan, and his part of the plan is that he is tailing the spiders. If anything, Inferno does his job a little too well in this episode. Yeah, he. I I think Megatron should have given him a few more directions because he he is yeah. a very he's a very zealous fellow. Directions um, unclear. I killed them all. <laughs> yeah, you got you got to tell him like, hey, listen. I want you to follow him, but I want you to. I want you to wait until he's comp- done the shit before you shoot him, um, before you do anything. So, but I like this bit where you know he tries to follow them, but the hole in the shield uh, fades away, so he just starts digging underneath it instead. This is the funniest thing. Inferno's just the funniest character. He's like, guess I'll just dig my way into. <laughs> yeah, he's 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 not even really slow. He's like, oh, all right, time to dig, whatever. I'm I I can fly I can dig I'm I'm a I'm a fucking threat on land sea and air bitch let's go. Uh, before we get to Optimus's weird situation, <laughs> uh, we do get a moment of uh Rat Trap getting out with Air Razor. Surprise guns. Yeah, they have guns pointed at their heads, and Rat Trap's like, "Oh, truce over, huh?" Yeah, I figured. Rat Trap really had some bangers in this epi- in these episodes. Oh yeah, he has a great line in the second hat in the second part. Um, but yeah, Optimus is in a situation, and the situation is he is being held in bondage by these aliens who scan him. It looks extremely painful, by the he way. He looks his, like his... the cover of a 1980s daddy magazine. He does. He he extremely does. They scan his fucking brain and, like, green light is exploding out of all his orifices. It looks extremely painful. And then, um, if, 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 like, things couldn't get any worse, the, the form that these aliens choose out of his, like, subconscious to talk to him is fucking Unicron. Well, yeah, they specifically want a figure of authority. So they're like, mm, the planet eater, yes. <laughs> we scanned your subconscious for the being with the most daddy vibes. Jesus Christ. So he is he is in fucking alien bondage talking to the devil who and then the and then the devil says, Hey, so uh you and your enemies basically ruined our entire this this was like a little petri dish we had going this was a little experiment we were doing and you completely fucked it and now we're just gonna have to like blow it up and start over and Optimus like no way hang on whoa we can fix this and they're like just like no no you can't yeah you fuck you fucked it you fucked it yeah yeah no that's it's literally like you fucked it um it's like we had a whole they're like we had this whole cole sprouse thing going on it was a social experiment, and you fucked it. And he's like, there are so many living creatures on this fucking planet. You are beings of such an unimaginable power that surely you have some kind of moral compass. They're just like, no? What are you talking about? Anyway, in, in fucking activating termination sequence. Bye. Um, leave. Yeah, so the termination sequence. It's it's made of pure energy. <laughs> They um, uh, there's some flashing lights in this episode. Yeah, for holy sure. epilepsy, Batman! I can't believe you know like that episode of Pokemon that like yeah the Porygon episode yeah that gave everyone seizures. I can't believe that this didn't have a similar effect. Yeah, this is like... an unreal seizure trigger. What happens here? 
But he uh, he flexes his way out of this bondage. He just he just fucking rips his way out of it with his bare hands and flies out of that dome uh, right in time to help Rattrap and Air Razor as they kind of as they kind of fight back against the Predacons here. And meanwhile, like everything is going to shit. Oh God, it's bad. So on the Axelon, uh, you know, so th- there's a gigantic beam that shoots into the second moon. Hey. Weird that. Remember that you, second moon? You heard of the Death Star, kids? You ever, you ever hear of this Death Star thing? So this huge beacon shoots into the moon, uh, which starts like burning away the moon, the lunar surface, and revealing a bunch of machinery. Um, this also knocks all of the stasis pods from the Axelon and out of orbit. And Rhinox is like fucking frantically going like scanning things and going oh jesus christ what is going on up there and then tarantulas busts in the in the in the door and uh and darts him with the cyber venom and dinobot like busts down to be like what's going on in here and tarantulas just immediately tranks him too oh he doesn't trank him no he gets it much worse he gets the full blast from the leg machine guns oh you're right you're right he just gets shot to shit. Um, so, and yeah, so then Black Arachne, Black Arachne is looking at the screen and going like, what the fuck is that? And Tarantulas just goes, oh, that's the end of the world. As uh, we know this. it, next episode. So Megatron is like, all right, this is fine. I've got more hands to play. This is cool. This is, I'm fine. I'm chilling. Uh, this is not a problem. And then the moon starts to open. <laughs> Yeah, so what I'm realizing here is that this stole this wholesale from Star Wars, and in turn had it stolen wholesale by Garen Lagan. Well, I later. think the, the the Planet Buster, as we learn it's called, does work significantly differently from the Death Star, and also it looks insane. Yes, but... And, like, to be fair, the Death Star was never disguised as a moon. It was It just looks like one, but it was never meant to be camouflaged. I would argue that is not 100% accurate. Han Solo just assumed it was a moon because a a moon-sized space station is a crazy thing to build. Yeah. Like, uh, I I don't, because the the whole thing is, yeah, obviously moon-sized apocalypse weapon is a Death Star thing. But I think this one has enough of a twist on it where it's not literally just the Death Star. Um, it is awe-inspiring, though. Um... Uh, hey, Cheetor, good to see you, bud. Hi, man. Where have you been? Yeah, Other Voices Part 2. Um, he's we hanging get, out with Tigatron, apparently. Yeah, we, That's where he's been. We get a line here, and like like Tarantulas' line in the last episode, um, uh, which is him saying to Black Arachnia um, that it's the beginning of the end. Um, Cheetor looks up at like what's happening and is like, also, what the hell is that? And Tigertron has a line that is way too good for this series, um, which is the light at the end of the world. Yeah, it goes hard. Um, so the 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 aliens, having finished their sequence, leave. They they're like inner because like these things don't have physical form. I should say they are entirely energy based. So their their light just you know they they say like retreat to Nexus, whatever. And uh, vanish. And Terrace was like, "Ah, oh, fuck yeah, they left. We beat him." And Megatron's so like, "Fucking stupid." No. 
No, we did not, you fucking asshole. Uh, because the moon is transforming. Um, into like okay, th- this design is wild because it's not just the moon is a cannon. No, 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 the moon like breaks apart and becomes a weird double helixed ring, and that's the planet buster. Um, so Megatron's like, okay, uh, all shields turn to max, and let's uh, let's just uh, see what Tarantulas is up to. Because he is the only thing that uh, is standing between us and destruction right now. So what we get here is like the Vince McMahon four coma meme. Yes. Where it's like Tarantulas with black arachnia in the maximal base and the shields are down. Yeah, like he is he is happy as a clam and also Inferno is still there. He's like, Oh fuck yes, things are going perfectly. Like yes, it's like, yeah, the, the commuter just goes, Yeah, two maximals uh out of commission in the in the in the command room. The spiders are in the stasis room, and Inferno is on their tail, and Megatron's just like, ah, oh, fuck yeah. That's what I like to see. Nothing nothing will nothing will, will spoil this good mood. It's fine. Hey, Nero, can you put in, like, the hereditary theme here? <laughs> Please, just have that under underneath this next bit as um, Inferno decides that he has to take care of the obvious traitors to the cause, kicks Arachnia into a wall, knocking her out immediately, and um, sets Scorpionoc- uh, not Scorpionoc, Tarantulas on fire. Yeah, so Tarantula, you know, this is the part I mentioned where Black Ring is like, ooh, there's such a tight squeeze. Are you sure there's going to be room for both of us? It's going to be so romantic. And he's just like, shut up, woman. I am working on this escape pod. I Go go stand in the corner. I don't want to hear it. Um, yeah, that's when Inferno busts down the door and just goes fucking Rambo mode. <laughs> and uh, yeah, seemingly kills Tarantulas with fire. Yeah, please, that that hereditary theme. Um, and Megatron is like, no, wait, I didn't want that to happen. To which I must say, you got it. Look, Inferno is very effective. You need to tell him what to do. He is not a smart man. Play he still kind ga- of thinks he's an ant. Play stupid games with stupid pawns. Like, he did a great job if his job was to stop the spiders from betraying you but that wasn't his job technically (laughs) his job was to make sure that nothing went awry um anyway black arachnia is not out of commission like tarantulas is he uh she jumps up and and fucking knocks out tarantula uh not knocks out inferno with his own gun and then she says... After a really cool the- action sequence, actually. The fight between yeah, her she, and Inferno is pretty good looking. She does a bunch of fucking flips. She, like, steals his gun and, and knocks him out. And then she says, that'll teach you to backshoot a widow. Yeah. Um, she, unfortunately, does not have the all the information she needs uh, to finish whatever Tarantulas was doing. So... Hey, it's, makes... it's fine. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna get Tarantulas's fucking barbecued corpse. I'm just gonna plug into his brain and get what I need. Right? That's all I need. I need you all. Look, if you are ever in a situation where you 
have the thought, should I hack into Tarantulas' brain? No. <laughs> no, you shouldn't. It's a real stare into the abyss kind of moment. If you do that, look, you're going to see some things you don't want to see in there. It's Tarantulas' brain. And yeah, she's she like she hacks yeah. in there and she sees some crazy like she like gets psychically attacked briefly and like sees a bunch of hallucinatory tarantulas heads rotating around her and she's like screaming but then she's like oh that's fine that's probably nothing <laughs> I'm good um back to work yeah I'll think about that later Optimus and the others get back to um the axelon as well there there's a bit i really like uh before they both get it everyone gets in where uh it's 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 air razor and, and optimus uh, and ratchet getting back and ratchet is doing his usual moping thing and both air razor and optimus just go shut up ratchet yeah it's it's always nice when people can come together over common causes in this show shut the fuck up i don't need i don't need this shit right now yeah, so they, they get in there, and they find uh, Dinobot and Rhinox webbed to the ceiling. And they, th- so they find they find out because um, Air Razor steps on some of the webbing on the floor, and is like, oh, gross. <laughs> yes, oh, God. And they, like, look up, and they've both been, like, webbed to the ceiling, and she's like, oh, gross. <laughs> yeah, so they gotta cut them down and put them in the CR chamber. Um, and Optimus has... Eraser and Rattrap go down below to find uh, Tarantulas, because clearly only one guy could have done this. And that's when the Planet Buster activates. And what the Planet Buster does is hits the planet with a laser that starts increasing the surface temperature and causing uh, volcanic activity, because what they're trying to do is ignite all of the seeded energon inside of the planet. To make it explode. Megatron, despite being on the planet, thinks this is awesome. <laughs> He's like, why? He, I, I love the bit where he, like, the, the fucking dark side is about to fall into the volcano it's sitting in. And everyone is panicking. But Megatron is just like, damn, these aliens are fucked up. I like that. Yeah, he's like, I've been thinking <laughs> so small. Fuck. These dudes fucking rule. This is so epic. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, like, fucking roll this into my plans. Um, what is great about this is everyone is panicking, and Megatron is like, don't worry, Tarantulas will save the day, which is, like, even, (laughs) even assuming he's going to fail, that is a lot of, a lot of, uh, faith you are putting into Tarantulas. Yeah, I like, you know, because Scorpion goes, don't worry, everyone, Megatron will save us, and he just goes, no, I won't. Tarantula, that's Tarantulas' job. Um, and Tarantulas is dead. <laughs> yeah, Tarantulas is fucking dead on the floor, uh, but Black Arachnia is still working. But, you know, he can't, because, you know, he goes to, he's like, oh, it's fine, let me go check in on Tarantulas, and then he pulls up the, he pulls up the thing, and the computer goes, oh, I can't look at this, the shields are back up. And Mega just goes, fuck! <laughs> it's so funny, he gets, like, so mad at the smallest things in these episodes. Um, yeah, Tarantulas is out for the count, but Black Arachnia isn't, um, and she comes out of his fucked up mindscape to guns pointed at her, and she has a fun- very funny line here where she looks at Air Razor and goes, did you know we have a truce? 
Um, so yeah, they, they call primal down there and, you know, there's a, there's a bit where he is, he's asking when Rhinox is going to come out of, uh, out of the CR chamber and it's not going to be before the planet explodes, unfortunately. Um, but he, he goes down there and immediately sees what the spiders were doing. Like, oh, you are turning this pod into an escape craft. Um, and he starts formulating a plan where he's like, all right. I know how to stop the planet buster. All of these, all these alien structures all have one very specific purpose. And right now the planet buster is doing its purpose. So it probably doesn't have any defenses active at the moment, which means that it could be destroyed with a transwarp explosion. Um, so the plan is that he's going to fly this pod up there and blow it up. And immediately every maximal, is like, no, no, Optimus, uh, let me go, I can do it. Well, with Exce- one notable exception. <laughs> yeah, he he turns to Ratchet and goes, are you not going to, like, uh, offer to offer to, to, to sacrifice yourself for me? And Ratchet just goes, eh, suiciding in my job description. I was fascinated that they actually used the word suicide. Yes, they. This is a suicide mission, or yeah. it's, but I, it's actually not because because Primal goes, yeah, neither. It's not in mine either because he can fly. So what he's gonna do? Well, I want to. I want to talk about that because he he's like, you know, he's like, I'm gonna go and I think it's Cheetor who's like, no, you can't. Like, let me do it. And then yeah. Tigatron's like, I'm the one who owes this planet a debt. Like, let me do it. And Optimus is like, no, it needs to be someone who can fly, and you guys can't do that. And Air Razor's like, okay, so let me do it. And he just like doesn't respond to her. He's like, he's like, uh, no, um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the plan is he's going to uh, rig the the pod to explode and then fly away before it does. Um, so you know, he's he's not going on a suicide mission here or anything. Don't worry about it. But he uh, he kind of convinces Black Arachne because the whole thing is that the pod is now attuned to her specifically, so she has to reprogram it in order for him to fly this, which she, she he uh, he eventually convinces her to do. Yeah, well, at first she's like, "There's no fucking way I'm gonna do that. Do you think I'm stupid?" But then he explains her plan, his plan, and he's like. Listen, this is the only option. Like, that escape pod is not going to make it outside of the atmosphere with that fucking weapon up there. Like, you know that. Like, the only choice is for us to destroy that weapon. And so she's like, okay. I mean, I think you're crazy, but it's your skin, so whatever. Um. So, you know, he's getting ready to launch. And everyone is saying their goodbyes. Goodbye messages are so funny. Yes. Um, Eraser... Eraser goes come back to us and yes. like come back to his boss and Tigatron follows up basically with may your memory be a blessing. Yeah, he's like may the, may the matrix bless your sparks. Like Eraser just like no hey, no, wait. Man, we're we're like we're hoping he comes back. We're not he's probably not going to die. Um but yeah, like uh then, you know, Primal goes, you know, I just want you all to know that I, you're the, you're the greatest crony bucket ask for, and I've been honored to serve with you. And Black Rain just goes, "Oh my god, this is <laughs> fucking disgusting." And Air Razor just punches her out. <laughs> just cold clocks her. <laughs> the so, girls are fighting. Come, uh, come, War for Cybertron Kingdom. They'll be kissing. Um, <laughs> so 
he launches, he flies up, and and Megatron gets it on his scanners, and he is absolutely fucking delighted to see that it is not Tarantulas flying the pod, that it is Optimus flying the pod. I want to be very clear about the word he uses to express this delight. Um, he goes, delicious. Yes, yeah, And it's delicious. like, sir, you're about to die. You do not have time to be using words like delicious. Nah, he kn- he knows. He knows exactly what's about to happen. Does He's chilling. <laughs> Riddler video, does he know? <laughs> and yeah, so he, he also goes like, by the pit. Which is like, oh, fucking hell yeah, dude. Let's go. So, you know, you know, Optimus is flying up. Everything seems normal. He he is approaching the planet buster. He's like, all right, uh, let me let me arm the the sequence and then blow the hatch. And the computer goes, I can't let you do that, Primal. Yeah, <laughs> Megatron personally calls him. Megatron's trick. Um, it's so good. The stuff he has been like secretly programming this entire episode is to give him control over Tarantulas's work. Um. Which means that the this pod is now under his control, and he's like, um, "Yeah, no, I'm not gonna open the door. Thanks so much, though. Appreciate your sacrifice." He he says, "You optimists do love sacrificing yourselves," which is a fascinating line. Um, yeah. yeah, he's like. Well, uh, L plus ratio plus you fell for it plus you lost the Beast Wars plus uh, you're dead. Bye. <laughs> and uh, it the the Planet Buster blows. And so does Optimus. And we see a bunch of his wreckage among the wreckage. We see like his chest plate and stuff spiraling through space. So he is dead as fuck. Um, and also one other detail, <clears throat> because, you know, the, the Maximals are all watching their, the progress and they're like, oh my God, why isn't he ejecting? He's almost at the fucking structure. And when the pod explodes, Black Arachne's eyes glow green and she says in Tarantulas's voice, goodbye, Optimus Primal. Yeah. So that's probably, that's probably fine. Yeah, I wouldn't worry about it. She didn't pick up some kind of dark passenger <laughs> or anything like that. <laughs> Tarantulas is dead. Don't worry about it. Yeah, Tarantulas is dead. Don't worry about it. Um, Um, The last (laughs) and the very last screen is, of course, in that classic 90s move, a black screen that just says, the end, question mark? The end forever. Beast Force was great. If you think this was a crazy season finale, wait until we when we eventually get to the season two premiere of the show. Because let me assure you, it is way crazier. <laughs> but yeah, it's Beast Wars season one. We did it. I do look. I do think. Obviously, man, it looks it looks crunkly. It looks it looks bad. But. I think there is a marked improvement by the end of this of this season. They are better at lighting. They are better at like animating walk cycles. They are better at expressions. I mean, I think it's a combination of two things. One is that I do think there is improvement. I don't think there's as much improvement as you think there is. Um, but I think the other thing is that you just get used to it. I think you should go back and watch the first two episodes of Beast Wars. And then watch like... Uh, the law of the jungle. I would say again, like I think there is tangible 
But, like, I also just get used to seeing faces that aren't great. Like, I'm looking I'm looking at this gif of Tigatron that's in Comlink right now, and looking at his face, and I'm like, not great. Well, Tigatron just looks fucked up anyway. He just, he just has a fucked up face. He just looks like that. Right, and Speaking... it's just, like, not great. No, it's not great. Speaking of Comlink, though, we have plenty of questions for the season finale. None on Twitter. Alright, our first one on Discord is from Pilot Light Aurora. What would be a modern building that would be funny to claim aliens built? Um, the uh, Bass Pro Fishing Pyramid. <laughs> oh, fuck, I was going to say that. Uh, I'm going to go with the... <laughs> I'm going to go with Circus Circus in Las Vegas. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> the aliens built that roller coaster. So true, bestie. The aliens, the aliens smoked all the cigarettes that made it smell like that. Um, I'm trying to think of like other really funny. I mean, the Bass Pro Shop is just like such an obvious answer. There's um, where is that building or that weird sculpture that they had to close because the vibes are so fucked up? People kept throwing themselves off of it. What is that one? I have no idea what you're talking about. There's a, there's like a fucking sculpture that they had to close. It's like it's like a it's like a like a fucking urban work sculpture, so you could walk on it. They had to close it because people kept throwing themselves off. Oh, are you it talking cause... about the vessel in Hudson Yards? Yes. Yeah. Yes, the vessel. That's some kind of evil alien device. Yeah. No, it's true. You want to know the best thing about the vessel? It's right across the street from Javits Center, which is where New York Comic Con <laughs> and like Anime NYC take place. <laughs> The fucking ominous alien suicide model yeah. across the street. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Um, all right. From uh, EB Devious Prime, putting aside the many bad parts of ancient alien conspiracy theories, do you have one that you kind of hope is true? Like, how co- cool would it be if the pyramids were actually built by aliens and have some weird extraterrestrial device h- hidden in them? It wouldn't be cool, because then Revenge of the Fallen would be correct about oh, something, and Christ. I would hate yeah. that. Um, I don't, I, I don't have any, like, ancient alien conspiracy theories, but, I mean, I do believe that alien in life exists somewhere, or did yeah. exist somewhere at some point, or will exist somewhere. Like, it's just a statistical impossibility impo- to me. I that- think that, like, the problem with the ancient alien stuff is that so much, like, basically all of it is just fucking rancid. It's racist, um, yeah. It's all, like, it's, so based in racism. You um, can't really separate it from that, ultimately. Yeah. Um, I uh, guess, like, the uh, only thing that's, like, it's sort of similar is that I would love for, like, Atlantis to be real. Yeah, if Atlantis, that's, the, like, if Atlantis was real, sure. Like, I think, I think Atlantis, you know, obviously Atlantis is also tied up in a lot of that similar stuff. Um, because, obviously, Atlantis is an allegory. Created by Plato, Mr. Allegory himself. He loved to make those things. You know, but there's, like, there are some things that, like, show... I am, like, very curious about, like, how ancient cultures interpreted things and, like, what those major events look like. Like, we know there was a huge flood, right? And we know that because every ancient culture has, uh, I won't say mythology, has lore about a huge flood, yeah, uh, there's like theories that there's there was some kind of gigantic, uh, you know, because if you if human cult civilization formed around rivers and rivers often flood, and so you know there are lots of theories for a specific event that kind of inspired this and was passed down through cultural 
memory. Yeah. Um, similarly, Plato is probably inspired by um, the ruins of Minoan Crete, uh, which was a Bronze Age civilization yeah. um, that I believe was hit with a bunch of earthquakes. So that was probably what inspired the allegory of Atlantis. But yeah, uh, ancient aliens, fuck all that. I don't, I don't like any of that yeah. stuff, frankly. Yeah, I, I, I'm much more interested in like hidden. I would be much more excited about like hidden cultures than yeah, like lost, like lost, lost civilizations. civilizations. Yeah, of like the they these guys figured something out, but it was lost because of like tragic, uh, tragic events. But maybe some kind of cultural cultural memory yeah. of them remained. Like that's way more cool than like oh yeah. fuck, what if aliens built the heads on Easter Islands? No, no, we didn't. We know how they were built. We know how they got there. We we've we know done everything it. about <laughs> yeah. them. Um, all right. Assholes. <laughs> for Violet Aurora, what song would you put in a gold record disc and shoot out to space for aliens to listen to? Run Away With Me by Carly Rae Jepsen. Um, Starships by Nicki Minaj. There we go. That's perfect. That, that's, all, that's all you need. Those um, are the eternal summer bops. From Me Miss the Gay, Daphnis. Similarly, which memes would you put on a golden disc to shoot into space for aliens to view? Just sickos. Honestly, this one's this one. This is actually much more important. Who cares about fucking songs? No, no, no. We need to show them the proper memes. Okay, sickos and then loss. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Yep, that'll that will get them like seventy percent of the way there to understanding everything. Um, and then just just, just a JPEG of Riska. Yes, <laughs> well, you, you, this is all you really need. This is all you really need to get caught up. Um. Uh, Nero from Disney Minus asked, did Tigatron just invent VR? No. no. I think the Predacons did. Yeah. And specifically Metaverse. Because that's what it looks like. Honestly, the Metaverse doesn't even look as cool as that. It doesn't. Um, when do you think Megatron's T-Rex head arm gets to sleep? Apparently never. Maybe it sleeps when he's awake. I don't what know. is it like? What is it like to be Megatron's T Rex head? I wonder. What What is its life like? Again, I think it's like a giraffe rig situation. Terrifying. Um, how did they get Mister John Halo to be in the show? There is. Oh well, fuck! Wait, the Planet Buster is a Halo. It's a big ring shaped Doomsday device. Huh. I didn't even think of that comparison. <laughs> but it is a Halo. It's more like a Halo than a Death Star. Fair enough. Because. It was also built by, like, ancient precursor aliens. Yeah? Shit. shit. Yeah? Okay. Um, from Ruby Road Rage, Ruby. Uh, what is the biggest fuck-up that an advanced alien civilization could do when trying to communicate with you? I mean, I don't think they fucked up here. I think they uh, the, the aliens did everything they meant to. Yeah, I mean, I guess it depends on your definition of fucking up, right? Yeah, um, I mean... I think if they farted. Yeah. Or like accidentally like if they're like, oh, have we we would like to share our favorite food with you and it was made of antimatter and it just fucking blew up the whole planet. It's like whoops. We didn't realize that you normies were made of like normal matter. Shit. Oh well. Yeah. Um You'll never understand the the, the beautiful flavors of antimatter cola. <laughs> You'll never experience the epi- epic highs and lows <laughs> of antimatter. <laughs> um, from short scream, Chet, 
Behind Unicron, what's the second worst form that the aliens could have taken? Starscream again. <laughs> no, it has to be an authority figure. Oh, right. No one, no one thinks Starscream is a fucking authority figure. Um, I mean, the Quintessens. Yeah, the Quintessens would also be bad. Uh, Galvatron. No, I think the Quintessence is the next is the next worst thing, though. Yeah, because like the, again, we're going in like creator sort of. Yeah, and they this is canon to the G one cartoons. So the Quintessons are the creators of the Transformers in this universe. Exactly. Um, also from Short Screen Chat, uh, how much more interesting would it be if modern VR technology looked like this lawnmower man ass nonsense? I mean, it'd be I wanna, funny. I you know my favorite parts about this sequence are the like the hud elements he's got a uh a fucking polygon covered in symbols on the left hand yeah he has a g8 and like i don't know what the other thing is it's like i think it's supposed to be a map it's like a map it's like a globe set within a flat square it's very good yeah i love it i don't know what any of it means there's also tetraminos in the in the VR tunnel, like flying through it, so like yeah, it's it's basically better than anything the metaverse has to offer. Um, and speaking of that from Ruby Road Rage Ruby, uh, who did it better, Lawnmower Man, Beast Wars, or the '90s sci-fi hit thriller Johnny Mnemonic, starring Keanu Reeves, Ice T, and a cyborg psychic dolphin? I mean, it's, it's Johnny Mnemonic. I haven't actually seen I Johnny get, Mnemonic. I want to. Neither have I, but I know it contains the line. I need a computer. I gotta get online. God bless Keanu Reeves. It's beautiful. That's what I say every day of my life. I need a computer. I gotta get online. You know there's a black and white version of that movie that's apparently really cool? Yeah, I, I do know that. I have a, a a friend whose special interest for a time was Keanu Reeves, so. I should watch, I think I should watch Johnny Mnemonic. Yeah. Not Lawnmower Man, fuck that movie, but Johnny Namon. We should do that instead of last night. <laughs> Wouldn't that be wonderful? <laughs> what, what, what a dream. What a dream. No, we have to watch that fucking horse shit. <laughs> um, okay, from Leggy Spiderbot. Um, oh, hell yeah, we're getting the other prefix episodes. What's your favorite episode name theming in fiction? E.g. leverage episodes are the blank job. Oh, easily the gang. Always sunny. Yeah. That's a good one. Um, I like the uh, the hidden one in uh, Breaking Bad season two, where like half of the episodes are are named very odd things. When you put them all together, it says seven forty seven down over Albuquerque. That was cool. As for like a full naming convention, hmm, I'm trying to think. Like I, you know, I never watched Friends, so you know, I don't have the one with blank or whatever. That one's not really my answer, but I know about that one. I didn't even know about that one. Yeah, I don't know. The but yeah, the the always sunny one is is pretty much unimpeachable. Yeah. Um and outside of villain redemption arcs because I hate when they do this. What's your favorite heroic sacrifice? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, no, she's totally right. The wor- the worst kind of villain redemption arcs are the one where they die heroically and that makes up for it. Um if you want to hear me talk about a, a, a slight a version of that that I think does it really well, you should listen to the podcast of power. Uh, but anyway, me me my like f- shoving my uh, IDW Starscream <laughs> uh, PowerPoint defense problematic fave PowerPoint under a carpet. Well, look, that one's different. He had, he had other stages before that. That's true. Of. He like 
half of he the wasn't, second. He wasn't of, a rat. Yeah, he wasn't like a rat bastard and then immediately like, ah, no, I will do it. And then he was like a saint. Yeah. He had like, like growth. A, a full like three quarters of phase two was him having a redemption arc. So he was he was like having regrets and thinking about stuff. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of ones that like don't feel cheap to me. Because, like, that's my issue with a lot of these, is that I feel like death is just, like, it's such a a cheap way to get out of yeah. some stuff. Um, that I'm not, like, a huge... Like, in general, I'm not, like, a huge fan of it. Um, I think, yeah, especially if either death is cheap. Like, if, if like, comic book heroic sacrifices, they never work. Because, like, oh, no, this guy died. Well, he'll be back in, like, two years, probably. Or, like, yeah. probably even less time than that. Uh, see, I was, I was trying, none of the things I was thinking of from Lord of the Rings are technically heroic sacrifices, but I was thinking of a few, like, death scenes from that that always get me, but those aren't sacrifices. Oh, you know what? I, I know, I actually do know my answer to this. It's, uh, Yusuke's second death, uh, in Yu Yu Hakusho. Right. God, I can't think of any of them. I can't bring one to mind. Um, now he also gets better. So it doesn't count, but he didn't have any intention of doing so. So it still counts. Like, he did think that he was going to die. Um, The one I always like to see mad uh, from One Piece is Pell, where he has a great heroic sacrifice that is unwritten for no reason. There's no reason for him to still be alive. He doesn't do anything, Oda. He's just around when Vivi is. (laughs) Why didn't you let him die? I mean, I guess Ace. That's uh, there is that. Yeah, that is a big one. I do love that moment. I think it hits really hard. Yeah, and like has actual narrative weight because that one is not undone. Pell, <laughs> you stupid fucking bird. Yeah, she I guess uh, should have died. Yeah, Ace is a good one. I think Ace is a really good one because it was it was meaningful, it was impactful, and it was permanent. Especially um, the anime. The anime one hits hard. Yeah, and the, it uh, like voice acting. And it felt earned. It felt both yeah, surprising it, and earned. Yeah, I think that it's 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 a really good hinge point for that series, and I think it's it was very well done. Yeah. So, so yeah, Ace. I'm gonna say Ace. Yeah, I'm still gonna go go Yusuke. Um Uh Nero from Disney Minus asks, which beasties are into NFTs? Who aren't into Mm -hmm. them? And who do buy and own NFTs, but only the ones from some almost unknown artists who make like genuinely beautiful pieces of art that could probably sell just as well without being on the blockchain? Okay, so the ones who are into NFTs are All of the Predacons. I don't think Except for Black Arachnia. Megatron and Black Arachnia are too smart for that. Um Pterosaur and Scorponok definitely are. Tarantulas makes them. Tar- Tarantulas mints the worst fucking yeah. NFTs imaginable. Board he is, Spider he's Club. He's like the yeah, Board Spider Club. He's the one of those guys who's making like the NF tits or whatever. Like that's his brand. So disgusting. Um, I think that Rat Trap is the one who buys like the boutique ones. He's like, no, no, no. It's a real artistic experience. Yeah, I can see. Tigertron's like, it doesn't matter. It's still an NFT, bro. The carbon footprint. Um, but the rest of the Maximals don't fuck around with that. Shiro wants to, care. but they won't let they won't let him. <laughs> They're like, no, stop. Get away from the computer. Um, 
Pilot Aurora asks, what GeoCities hypnospace outlaw ass web pages would the Beast Wars cast uh, members make? Don't have to do oh, all God. of them, just like whoever would be notable full funny. Um, I feel like Dinobot would have like a fucking noble warrior military history like website covered in like cool quotes. Yeah. It yeah. would play a MIDI version of like Battle Hymn of the Republic or something. Jesus. Tarantulas, uh, you can't access his GeoCities page. It has been blocked from all computers. <laughs> Thank God for that. Um, fucking, who else would make a funny ass GeoCities page? I think AirRazor would just have a bird website. Yeah, it's just a bird watching website. Yeah, just like puts a lot of uh, photos of like local birds on there. Cheetor has a fucking epic teenager website. He's like, uh, he's like those hypnospace. Uh, the what is that? Oh, what is that area called? He, no, in- Cheetor. Cheetor, I believe, makes like a from scratch flash website. That's like an e bombs world, oh, like jib jab kind of. Obviously, Tigatron has like a like a nature a nature like a nature photography page. Um, yeah, I think that's good. I think that's about it. Yeah, that's about it. Um, from Lady Spiderbot, I'm gonna do this one because it's slightly different than the earlier question. What song would you put on the golden disc to best represent humanity? <laughs> my answer is still run away with me. Okay, Rage Rage my answer that is a joke is um, imagine. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Um, our final question for this week is from Sob Witch in the Fog. End of season one. Who are your favorite characters and what's your ideal ending for them? Um, I love women. Faction. So you're, you're picking Airazor and Black Arachnia? Yeah. And Rat Trap. Like, okay, th- I also have to choose Rat Trap <laughs> because I'm a New Yorker. Yeah. I, you know, and it's a funny thing because I know how all of these characters' yeah. stories end. So I can't really answer that. I guess I can answer my ideal ending for them, but like that'd be kind of weird. Um, personally for me, I guess on the Predacon side, I, I do, I truly love Beast Wars Megatron. He is probably my favorite Megatron. It's, it's that or, uh, animated Megatron. It's like up in the air. Right. And in many ways, my love of Armada Megatron is just a, a knock-on effect of the similar characterization and performance. Yeah. Um, for the maximal side, it is either Rat Trap or Dinobot. Those two are great. Rat Trap. I love that not only not only do we have the like turncoat Predacon who's who is like joined the Maximals in a shaky alliance. We also have the Maximal who just kind of sucks and is shitty. Yeah, I do think it's like when I was doing this presentation on Starscream for a problematic fave night. Um, one of the things I, one of the slides I did in defense of him was like the company we keep and basically saying that, um, you know, when left to his own devices in the IDW universe, all of his friends are Autobots. They're good people, right? It's like Windblade, Starscream, uh, Wheeljack, and Bumblebee. Um, yeah. and then I'm like, and then there's also Rattrap. <laughs> Yeah, that'll that'll uh, be the end of this question segment. So, I suppose we should we should give some programming notes. 
for the the schedule upcoming because there's well, there's going to be some some things. Right? Yeah. So next week is going to be a regularly scheduled episode uh, yeah, because this is our, our season wrap up where we talk about this and then we announce the next one. Yep. And then we will be doing a viewing of uh, Age of Extinction. Oh God. The following week. Um, and then we're going to do basically be on break until August. Yeah, we're taking July off for various reasons. So you get, you get a break from us uh, for one whole month. Uh, and we'll be back. I mean, we'll have... Yeah, I guess technically that will be... We'll be no, it will, our, our last episode on this will come out on July 2nd. But yes. anyway. Yeah, we're, we're, we'll be taking the rest of July off from podcasting again. The week That following week we'll, we'll be doing the, the viewing. But... Uh, yeah, so that's going to be, um, us, um, and, uh, we will, in our wrap-up, uh, episode next week, talk to you about what the next season is going to be. But for now, we've been Prime Cuts. You can follow us on Twitter, at Prime Cuts Pod. Join our Discord with all sorts of lovely people who post many lovely things. I... Personally, I'm Nero. You can find me on Twitter at Dragonsmoocher and find me on uh, co-host at Dragonsnuggler. Um, my other projects can be found at Heidelin Radio on Twitter and at Radio Free Heidelin on co-host. That is my Final Fantasy XIV podcast with my friend Jane. Uh, we also do Talk Cycles, a monthly uh, Western animation podcast uh, where our patrons... Uh, choose what we're going to cover that month and this next episode is going to be on gravity falls season two um and of course you can also find our old share of the podcast of power at pot of power on twitter and in various podcasting feeds all about she-ra and the princesses of power on netflix i'm audrey you can find me on tumblr twitter and co-host at optimum on prime which is my funny robot internet joke you can also listen to the other podcast I do called Pot of Creep. Uh, that's about Yu-Gi-Oh! And uh, we're getting our way through season two of Five Ds. And it's good. Like, it's unironically good. Um, I've also been cast in a radio drama that I don't have more information on at the moment. Um, and I'm starting a New York foodie podcast on um, Moonshot Network soon uh, called I'm Eaten Here. Um, and that's basically it for me. So, well, in, folks, until next time, until next time, um, I am going to get brain jacked by a spider pervert, transform and roll out. Um, I'm going to watch my underlings go exactly uh, as I planned them to and smile particularly wider like Vince McMahon. Um, transform and roll out. Beast. Beast.